the float from a Monica. All the way from Alabama to Long Beach. That's your running trip. Take out my scope so I can see the honey's running. Thinking about the lesson, no more homework and worried about your profession. You just want to chill in the sun, relax with the honey and have fun, fun, fun. We busted Jones again. We went motor surfing. Yeah, right. You know, just once, I'd like to be wrong. What's up, guys? Shane Smith here. Organic Poison Podcast. What if I started every podcast with this voice? Oh my god, that would be so awkward. I don't think I could go the entire podcast talking like that. Man. Yeah, so, uh, well, today's episode is actually got a guest. But, uh, you know, I recorded this the other day. It was a conversation with me and my dear friend Jason. Um, finally got us a guest. We did it via Zoom, but it was also kind of a trial run, so hopefully I'll be able to knock a couple of those out back to back to back to back with some other people. But, you know, we'll see one day at a time. So I am just here right now currently before we get into that conversation to tell you guys what's up and to do y'all's questions a couple of days ago on Facebook. I nonchalantly asked you guys to ask some questions, and I got a few questions. So, uh, yeah, we're going to start out with uh, Timothy uh, Dunaway's question. He wants to know, do they have bears in New Zealand? And do they have beers in Old Zealand? I don't, I'm sure there's bears in New Zealand, maybe, maybe not, though, because it's an island. Hmm. It's a good question. And what is Old Zealand? That, I mean, I don't know if you just, like, just came up with that, if that's a saying, if that's something you've thought of in the past, or if there's really true answers to that, because those are both pretty good questions. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I didn't know until I was like 19 that there were dry counties. I didn't even know what the hell that meant. And like so much stuff made sense after that. Because it's not like I wasn't partying before then. But I just never... I don't know. It was crazy. But nonetheless, good question, Tim. I'll have to... I'm going to look into that. When I get done recording this, I'm going to look and see. I am very curious to know what Old Zealand is, at least. Anyway, thanks, Tim. Uh... Okay, Dakota Dakota Rhymes had a question. He actually had two questions. He said, what do you get when you mix an owl with a bungee cord? I get that reference. My ass. <laughs> if you don't get the reference, then I'm sorry. Uh, if you want me to tell you, then you can ask me somewhere online what the reference about the owl and the bungee cord is. Because it's not a secret. It's just, it's from an old movie. <laughs> anyway, uh, and what's your favorite color? So, somebody might get that one. Dakota has two inside jokes, and you guys had to suffer through it. So, thanks, Dakota. Thanks a lot. But really, thanks. 
James, James Johnson, Jimmy James, buddy of mine, he uh, has a podcast called Hillian Hideout. It's pretty good. They talk about video games a lot on there uh, and music. They do a, they do some pretty good. They do they have an episode that's a pretty gr- solid deep dive of the Kingdom Hearts uh, trilogy or not trilogy but the whole story and all the games. I mean, so it's three of them on there. And James and uh, Alex Fletcher and Sam and they all talk. Which it's I, James is the only person who is on every episode periodically Alex will be on there Sam will be on there and James will probably have somebody else on there I'm actually planning on going to do his podcast whenever I can get back down to Macomb for any length of time but uh anyway James is a cool dude you gotta check out the podcast Helian Hideout I've shared it before and I'll probably share it again in the next day or so anyway uh Link and Zelda from the Legend of Zelda series the video games if you you know have been living under a rock for the past like 30 years but uh will they ever you know get to have true love or you know will they ever more or less will they ever get to hook up because like pretty much the whole game is just like every game is just like link being this you know like uh, like unfortunate hero like how did he end up being the guy you know perfect storyline and he but like it's like he's doing all this stuff as like you know like it like some chivalrous behavior because the way he treats the princess like he cares and it's like oh but it's like it never works out like it never he's constantly chasing her but i guess that's kind of like i mean isn't that sort of what it was like for when the mario when mario came out it's like mario was just always going having to go save the princess but it's like did he ever get to be like, hey, babe, what's up? Like, in what series was it, like, where him and the princess were together? But he was also, it was also the similar story, if you think about it. I don't know the full backstory of Mario, but, I mean, he was a plumber. Like, he literally cleaned, fixed stuff and shit, like, all day, every day. And he lucked out and was the guy who got to save the princess and defeat Bowser and all the other stuff that he does. I don't know. That's probably too deep of a dive, but... Something to think about, I guess. Uh, James, I don't know. I feel like they should eventually, but it's like, does that destroy the like the like the, what if you were Link? What if somehow Link actually had a soul inside of the video games, and all this time he's just being tormented because he keeps having to go and restart. He has to go and restart every time. You know, he gets so close to the princess, and then something happens. They make a new game, and he pops up, and he's having to restart but he's completely conscious of it that would be crazy but i hope he does i mean they gotta make they should just make one game where he does i mean isn't she a badass couldn't they make like a like bam we're starting a new link uh legend of zelda series and it's gonna be more you know like adultish which i don't know the past couple of games but like make it more uh like less mystical obviously keep it mystical make it more realistic but you make it like it's gonna be multiple games an rpg beyond what it already is keep the, a lot of the same stuff but i don't know this is coming from a guy who's only played through two zelda games so don't change it because i said so it just would be neat 
because the whole first good game could be about him getting, you know, same as the other shit, but then he gets to her, and it's like, bam. They both have to go to some distant land to fucking protect Hyrule, because whatever. I don't know, that'd be some crazy shit. But, nonetheless, I digress. Uh, yes, James, they will, one day. Spent too long talking about that one question. But I'm gonna go to another question by James, uh... James had another question about uh, why is it that the uh, Spider-Man is exclusively, for the Avengers game that's coming out, Spider-Man is exclusively on the PlayStation version. And, uh, yeah, so we, we were, that that's a pretty interesting question. I've talked about that with some other people, too. But that's just Sony being petty because they have the rights to Spider-Man for some, for video games, I guess. It's like it's coming out on like four, like three or four other consoles, <laughs> and it's the only one it's gonna be on is like the PlayStation. That's the only one Spider-Man's gonna be on. And they're making a freaking Avengers game. It looks pretty cool. I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy it though. It doesn't look like something I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go buy it brand new. It's just too different of a style. And I just bought a game called Civilization Six. I don't know if any of you guys have ever played that game, but that game is addictive as shit. I've never played it before a week ago. so. But it's cool. It's nice. It's fun. I've played it a lot. only reason this podcast is coming out as late as it is is because I've played it a lot. But yeah, uh, you guys gotta go check out Hilly and Hideout. James's podcast is the shit. Uh, i got a few more questions here um, from Jason 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 dropped a couple of questions too. Uh, ironically, one of his questions was, "What's who's your favorite Avenger?" Uh, I'm going to say that it is Iron Man. And I don't have any second guesses. I mean, I like Spider-Man as a character, but I mean, and he's cool in the movies. But Iron Man is the one, dude. Like, I know people will say Captain America, or they'll be that guy and say. Loki or some shit like that. <laughs> if you say Loki when somebody asks you that question, you're a square. Anyway, Iron Man. Uh, is the NBA season tainted because of the bubble? Yes. <laughs> I haven't really even cared about basketball since it came back on. Mind you, I don't have cable, but I don't know. Like I haven't even I haven't paid attention to anything. Only time I see highlights is if I'm scrolling through Instagram and it happens to pop up. Like, I don't see anything to do with basketball on Facebook, unless it's, like, old highlights of somebody. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely tainted, man. I mean, it's weird. It's some weird shit. But, I mean, I'm not even there, and it seems weird. They might be like, fuck it. It's whatever. But it's just, the thing that makes it so bizarre is what all is going on outside of that bubble. I mean, it literally is like, hey, we have our athletes, these superior beings, all in one bubble. I mean, it just doesn't, it seems weird. I mean, I'm not saying it's, I don't know, but maybe it really is for some kind of precautions. But nonetheless, I can imagine, apparently they've been going off though. I mean, about a week ago I saw where like everybody had been playing hard ball. So, that's pretty tight. Uh, I probably will pay more attention when the playoffs come on. And uh, yeah, hopefully by this time next, or by the time the season is supposed to start again, whenever that's supposed to be, they won't, uh, 
they won't have all that. They won't have to do all that. But they're saying that they're planning on having to do that for like two more years. Whatever. Anyway, it's kind of sad. So I guess the NBA as a whole is tainted. Nonetheless, uh, football, you didn't ask about this, but football is more or less done. We're not going to get football this year, which is crazy. But we can talk about that on another episode. Uh, Jason, your last question, third and last, and my last question to answer, is will Conor McGregor come back and fight again? Uh, we talk about it a little bit in the episode, and uh, we, you know we cover a little bit more ground than I guess I will here. But the way I have it written down is will Conor McGregor fight again? Um, I think that Conor McGregor is going to go, and he probably is going to go fight Manny Pacquiao. You weren't specific on if he was going to fight in the octagon, as far as the way I've gotten it written down. But, yeah. And I think he's going to go fight Manny Pacquiao, because I don't think he's going to get a fight this year. Unless he stays, unless he stays fit and gets fit to be replacement for either one of those people in the Khabib fight. Because either one of those fights would be the best fight that he could get. Justin Gaethje or Khabib. If Justin Gaethje backs out and Connor fights Khabib, that is going to be the biggest pay-per-view ever. I mean, maybe not. But, I, I mean, it probably will be. Honestly, can't nobody go? That would be fucking crazy. And the two of them, man. See, I just don't want Connor to fight Khabib next. If Connor's gonna fight anybody, I would rather him fight Justin Gaethje. I don't want him to fight Tony Ferguson. I don't know. But yeah, I think he will fight again. I think he's gonna go and he's gonna get a bag just under how much he got. He'd probably get about the same amount because his money's probably worth. He's probably worth more money now. He's going to fight Pacquiao and make about the same as what he made fighting Floyd Mayweather. And the motherfucker can ride off to the sun, dude. I mean, I feel very conflicted about Conor McGregor taking all this time off and not fighting. It's like, dude, you're in the prime of your life. <laughs> like, it's not like you're getting any younger. And we definitely don't want you to come back and just go to all these, go fight all these fights and just be like, oh, oh. I'm old and get your ass beat for some money for some cheap dollars but you know I also want to see him fucking fight but I wouldn't blame him if he, if he went and fought Pacquiao win, lose, or draw and makes the same amount of money he made last time I'm with it but yeah Connor will definitely fight again but I don't know that it will be in the octagon uh, yeah, so thank you guys for your questions. Be sure to uh, tell a friend about the podcast this week if you listen. I'm trying to make my numbers double. It's not working like that, so I need you guys to tell a friend or something like that. Also, I've mentioned it before, but I mentioned it again. The store is opening for... I'm going to be selling some merch to raise money for my project. So you guys be on the lookout for that and make sure you tell your friends because that's going to be for a project for my music and that's going to be something that's pretty exciting and I can share with people and I'm also going to give people who spend money on there a cool opportunity to see the documentary early 
and hear the album early. So, our project. I don't want to call it an album because I don't really know that it's going to be an album. Anyway, thanks a lot. Hell yeah. Enjoy this conversation with me and my dear friend Jason Galt from the podcast, Jason Explains It All. Organic Poison. All right, guys. Organic Poison, sickest in the South. Today is a great day, particularly because we are all alive. But it is uh, it is also a great day because I have my dear friend, uh, a guy I've known for a long time, probably longer than most of you that I do know that listen to this podcast. And if I don't know you, then that's great because I'm not really sure how many people listen to this podcast that don't know me. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, the host of Jason Explains It All, the podcast, Jason Galt. Hey, how's it going, people in organic poison land? I'm very excited about this. Dude, I have been talking about getting you on here, and I've probably mentioned it on the podcast at least in half of my episodes. So yeah. to finally have you on here, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is very exciting for me, too. Yeah, uh, I am currently reporting to you live from the library. So if you happen to hear something like cars driving by, that is why. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know how you're doing it. It's got to be like a thousand degrees where you are right now. You know, there's a little bit of shade right here. That's like not right bad. Now, and it, it doesn't feel that bad here in Purvis. So, Dude, and McComb is scorching, my friend. Yeah. I, I, I was walking in, earlier in the day, it was definitely hot. I was walking my son around in his little, his little push it, pushable tricycle. And it was, it was punishing. I definitely smell like shit. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, I mean, I feel like all good podcasts start with you and with your host smelling like shit. So it's I'm a necessity. Sure that's, how, that's how all good podcasts stay good podcasts is the host smelling like shit. Well, yeah, you got to let the let the stink in. <laughs> exactly. It's this is that's actually my armpits are actually the organic poison. Oh. <laughs> That's why they call the podcast this. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Go back. back to me. When we when we have more truth. Well, Jason, look, something that's obviously been the talk of the uh, talk of society, but also the talk of the podcast. I just want to just get a couple of uh, opinions of how things have been going. Or not opinions, just an update, really. How has uh, coronavirus been treating you? Well, I'm uh, furloughed right now, so <laughs> um, can you can you define to me what that means? Because I've heard it a lot more in the past six months than I've ever heard it in my life. Furloughed basically means that there's no work for me to do at my job, but I'm not fired, but I'm not getting paid. (laughs) So I don't go to work, but technically, I guess I still have a job when work becomes available again. So, yeah, you you work uh, at a special effects place. Is that what it is? That's correct. And we also make Halloween masks, compositeeffects.com, buy masks so I can go back to work. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder, like, you know, you guys do stuff for the entertainment industry. Is it possible that a lot of that has, uh, slow, that's all kind of slowed down, you know, from the top up, I guess, by the time it gets to you guys? Absolutely. And uh, because of tax incentives, uh, a lot of work has left Louisiana in the film industry, which is not the best. But yeah, and on top of that, uh, coronavirus has pretty much shut down anybody's haunted houses. Right. So we're not doing anything that we've been doing. So. Right. I see. I didn't even think about that. You guys, there's a lot, a lot of haunted house stuff going on in Louisiana most of the time under any other circumstance. I would say that probably 
98% of the haunted houses in this country we have masks in. And so that's a big, uh, it's a a big, big <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a hit. That's for sure. <laughs> Dust the furlough. <laughs> Dust the furlough, exactly. Shit, that makes sense. I know, were you able to, uh, not to get too much into your financials, but were you able to sign up for unemployment with that? Uh, I'm doing it this weekend, or um, this week, so yeah. I didn't know if like being unemployed was the same thing as being furloughed, because technically, uh, technically my nine to five, when they let us go, we got to come back, but they didn't say furlough, but I guess it was pretty much the same thing. Like, nobody is out of a job. We just can't really stay open because nobody's ordering T-shirts. Yeah. I mean, who's ordering T-shirts? Or what are they ordering it for <laughs> at right, this point? Right. Uh, yeah, you can get it. Uh, like I said, I hadn't because I didn't know how long this was going to last. But, uh, you know, I feel like um, in the next few weeks, some things are going to happen. I don't know. Hopefully. Fingers yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely don't think it would hurt for you to go and uh, try to apply for the. Try to oh no! The yeah, I'm doing that for sure. <laughs> How's coronavirus been treating you, dude? You know what's crazy is like I feel like the conversation would be a little bit darker if you'd asked me this like three months ago, because yeah. we, you know I guess maybe just like anything else in our modern society, we slowly become more adapted to it. You know? Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. Like I'm just like. Eh. What's going to happen is going to happen. <laughs> right. Well, something, something that also I think a lot of people with a lot of subjects, not just this, but just particularly since this is on the conversation, I think a lot of people don't realize that we live in Mississippi. It's like things that they talk about on the news or things that they speak about, you know, whatever. People don't realize how much the rest of the country is so much different than this part of the country. Not oh yeah, no doubt. But just like even when you just think about people living in New Orleans, their life is a lot different than it is for people who live in you know rural, pretty much rural oh, yeah. Mississippi. No so, doubt. You know, and when people people were talking about how it's you know it's all fucked up because everybody was who was un, on unemployment was getting more money than essential workers. Mm-hmm. And they're like that's so fucked up. I was like, well, it kind of is. But if you think about the number as a blanket, I mean. Take away of we're not even talking about the the debt and all that other shit that comes. Yeah, with. yeah. But I'm just saying let's t- take the six hundred dollars. If you live in Los Angeles and you're collecting six hundred dollars a week, that's not fuck all. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? No, that's not even a drop in the bucket for living in like Los Angeles or Chicago. Or Chicago yeah, and, yeah. Or, you know, or New York or a bigger city, yeah. bigger market, whatever. And it's like, especially when you take into consideration like taxes in different places. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. This is one of the only times where we could be grateful that we're, like, last in everything. That's true, because their taxes are on your side. Right. I have, uh, I have a lot of friends that have moved from California to Louisiana, and uh, their big thing is, like, I have so much more of my paycheck because the taxes in Louisiana don't touch the taxes in Los Angeles County. Right, so. exactly. I mean, it's like if you look right now, there's literally a massive wave of people moving from California to Texas. Joe Rogan, man. Well, yeah, Joe Rogan and all of his posse are apparently moving. But it, there's also like regular like civilians, middle class people that are just like bailing out, like they're leaving. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think that that has an entirety. I think that Joe is just a product of that same reason everybody else is a product of. Well, the thing is, like, you, from what I understand, they pay more taxes to be less free. Like, 
so like, I, well now now that's the case but i feel like prior to this year it may have been a little bit different but mm-hmm. the taxes were already so high that people were like what the fuck but now it's like look man everything's closed and you're still taking our taxes and you probably want to take more and yeah. half of us uh grew out of the whole dream of living here in the first place yeah no doubt so it's like uh, we're gonna go back to other places which you know i I always talk about conspiracy theories on here. And I told myself, I was like, what if this is all just a conspiracy theory or a giant conspiracy to get all the people out of the cities? Because it's not only happening. California is, a, is, is isolated. It's a really big conversation. Yeah, if yeah. You, if you look into all the other big cities, people are pouring out of there too. Because well, for one, you've got the virus, which is, you know, handicapped everything. Mm-hmm. You also have, the riots and shit that's going on. And oh, yeah, no doubt. And I think, like, if you live out in the country, it's a lot easier to protect yourself, man. Yeah. Like, um, my my friend from Los Angeles that now lives in Louisiana, he was like, the amount of, like, stress that you have to get to be able to purchase a gun in California yeah. is ridiculous. And, yeah. like, I mean, but, like, so it's like, yeah, and if you have to use that gun, then you're even in more trouble. Like, I mean, right. exactly. God forbid but, you're in a position where you have to use it. But you go to Texas or you go to Mississippi or Louisiana, like you know, uh, it's it's a lot easier to to be able to get things to protect yourself. And it seems like the laws are more apt to protect people protecting themselves. Yeah. Exactly. So that's kind of uh, yeah. I mean, having lived in a city. I loved living in a city, but sure. at the same time, now that I have a child, there's no way I would like yeah, live in Chicago or something. Uh, I'm, I've been telling myself this whole time, like, you know, even before the George Floyd situation, I was like, man, this is one of those times where I'm glad I never just up and moved, you know, like that, yeah. you know, obviously all the other good shit that's happened in my life before. Yeah. I haven't wanted to move since, you know, I was a delinquent, but I'm just saying like, yeah just literally thinking like man i'm so grateful that me and my family don't you know live in a bigger city yeah no doubt uh it just uh hang on one second can i yeah cool. one second i can cut it sorry about that i hope you can edit that out <laughs> uh i had a little girl calling for me so <laughs> Yeah, you uh, you definitely don't uh you definitely don't want to miss out on that. No, no okay. doubt. But she's with her nana and papa. Everything's going good now. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So uh, where where were we at? We were talking about coronaviruses and living in a city and uh, other things, I guess. Wait, who is that? Hang on just a second. <laughs> uh oh. I'm trying to see something here. Okay, never mind. Uh, you might actually have to do some editing on this one, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not. It's not hard to do. I have a uh, software to where I can do that. What do you use? You use Audacity. Uh, Keep plug for Audacity. You know, I actually I, I purchased this uh this the hardware that I have to record with that I have mm-hmm. yet to be able to you know divulge into uh, because I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm doing. 
it came with a software to where I can cut and chop things. So that makes it okay. really easy to do. It's called uh, Studio okay. One, I believe. It's got to yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be the most low end possible, you know. But nonetheless, uh, I mean, I do all mine with USB mics, so it's not the most low end. <laughs> right, right. No, I definitely understand. A mic is better than no mic, I believe, though. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Better than doing it on the phone. Like, I like those old, like, kind of punk rock days of, like, recording a podcast on a phone. Sure. But, like, you're able to get more people's attention when you, like, show up with, like, a laptop and mics. People right. People are like, oh, this is not just a, a janky podcast. If you, yeah, you no. You actually I, spent some money and do it. Right. Especially if you're getting to the point where you're wanting to promote yourself to a broader, a broader audience. So you're going to, and, and you know, kind of what I was talking to you before we even logged in is uh, you want to be able to um, have a consistency and you want, you know, having the, the different uh, segments and what have you, it, it helps, you know, it, it definitely helps. Yeah, for sure. I want to have a, I want to find myself or create myself a really good uh, intro. Like I want to be able yeah. to take for when I do have guests, like I have right now, mm -hmm. and I want to be able to take a clip from the big from the episode and i want to put yeah. it at the beginning and then just do the little song oh, okay and, you know yeah I, that'd I, be cool yeah it, it would be very great for the development of the uh, podcast for sure for sure for sure i uh i find a i find a lot of people have really 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 solid editing skills mm -hmm. <laughs> you know or they have someone you know they have a budget and then they can pay for someone to to, to do their editing and stuff. Yeah, man. I, I just, I wish that I would have come across the podcasting game at like 16 instead of like in my 30s. Yeah, like, well, uh, I'm pretty sure that it, I feel like we're running the race with everyone else at this point. Yeah. So I would have been, I don't know if I would have ever gotten into music in the first place if I had, if podcasts would have been a thing. I think I would right. just, I just would have jumped podcasts. Dude, <laughs> I, my, my thing is, is I don't think that I would have had my mindset to be willing to talk the way that I do had I not mm -hmm. have gone through the music era. See, I, 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 me and Haley were talking about that last night. Like, it definitely helped a lot. Um, we were talking about just, the old scene in Pike County, man. We were talking about good karma. I was telling her some stories. Right. And uh, back in the day when you could say Keith Dalton without cringing. <laughs> yeah. Before before it was like, it's like saying Voldemort now. It, it kind of is. Uh, I feel like, maybe this is awkward to say, but I feel like he spun out so crazily. That like when you in Macomb when you say you're a Christian, people automatically like somehow pop that picture into their head. Yeah, yeah which it's sucks. Pretty weird. Uh, but I mean, I, I was telling Haley like there was a time when he was like a cool guy, you know, like there was, there was a time where he was like the chosen one. Well, you know, I was always a uh, team the other band, so sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I mean there was a yin and there was a yang. Like yeah, I always sure. thought out but it's to me it was he was like our like that guy you know, yeah like, yeah no doubt nonetheless i mean you get older and you you know you wonder why you put certain people on pedestals and all that oh yeah stuff. everybody deals with that but he happened to turn into a an like an anti-hero not an anti-hero but like he became infamous as opposed to 
famous. I think the thing is, if you look at like the two the guys in Pike County, they both ended up completely on the different side of you know everything. But right. they're so both cringeworthy that they're almost connected. Yeah, like it came all the way around and connected. Yeah, they, so that's it's, weird. It's, it's like they met on the other side of the circle. Yeah, like the horseshoe connected. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, and I'm quite sure that a lot of people could could look at it like that, too. And, and yeah. you know, something, there's always this irony, and I don't know if I ever talked about this on the podcast, but if I have, it's been a while. But I always thought it was ironic that I ended up playing for Shaken, and my brother ended up playing for Fight to Die. And it was yeah. like, <laughs> like, we came into the scene both, like, pretty late. And in the, I, yeah. I, you know, like, I guess 05 was when I first started going to shows and Steven started going to shows earlier in yeah. time. So and he was going to good karma, huh? Well yeah, I was going to good karma too. The first show I ever went to, like ever, was Fight to Die, Shaken, uh Abrogation Years. Oh, Abrogation Years. That's a deep cut. Wretched Flamingo and Fixed Till Tuesday, I think. I, I am terrified. Yes, yes, I am terrified. <laughs> Yeah, that but it was a pretty solid lineup to be the first show that I ever went to. Yeah, uh, the first like show. I mean, I I had seen like uh, I saw Smash Mouth at thirteen. I okay, saw Hootie the Blowfish cool. at thirteen. Hey, I saw uh, Hootie the Blowfish when I was like ten. I saw Hanson at fourteen. Uh, oh my gosh! I saw uh, Vertical Horizon, Tonic, and uh, Stroke Nine. I've never 15. heard of any of those bands. Vertical Horizon, they had a big song. Uh, they had that, he is everything you want. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. uh, but my first, like, scene show, yeah. I, went to, I went to a high school gym in Brandon, Mississippi, and saw uh, Still Remains, uh, uh, Still Remains, Through the Eyes of the Dead, Norma Jean. And the Handshake Murders. Ace Today. It was the Velociraptor. Ah, oh, got you. Yeah, it was before Jimmy left the band. Yeah. And uh, I was just, like, hooked. After that, it was just, like, I went from seeing, like, one show every week to, like, three or four shows a week. And Dude, we that's figured awesome. out, we would, like, uh, we'd cut class in high school. Me and some friends, I won't incriminate them. And <laughs> uh, we would drive down to New Orleans before a band was playing at the House of Blues, we'd get there like two, three hours before. Yeah. And meet them going into the to the uh, to the venue and be like, "Hey, man, like you need help moving like cables and shit." And uh, they'd be like, "Yeah," and we get to go in the shows for free at the House of Blues. So Dude, that's awesome. And like we were going to the high ground and like the dark room. Yeah, the dark room in Baton Rouge. It really yep. was a dark room. It was. I think Bike the Curb played there one time. I mean, I'm pretty sure they were from Baton Rouge, so they probably played <laughs> there a lot. I remember – I don't know if you remember this. We used to have this joke. Uh, I went to a fight in a Bike the Curb concert broke yeah. out. <laughs> you, know, you know, I think they I think they actually made shirts that said that. Like, when they, they broke up and got back together for, like, a show, and I think mm -hmm. they sold shirts at that show that said that. that that's amazing. What in the world? That You're is getting, that's a murder hornet, dude. <laughs> you have the murder hornets after you, man. The I, the murder hornets came and gone. 
I saw, uh, I had this bug in my car this afternoon. It looked like the head of a horsefly, but the bottom half of a murder hornet. I don't know what that was all about, and I didn't want no part of it. That is something, <laughs> that is, that is certainly something to fear. But, uh, so, okay, so you did good karma. You yeah. saw Red Flamingo there. Wasn't too long after that that uh, First Assembly of God started having shows, right? Yes. Um, and I, I mean, guess that's, don't get me wrong; they might have had shows prior to that, but I wasn't but around. When, so. Yeah. I remember going to a couple of shows at First Assembly of God, and I think uh, I think that that might have been where I met you, either that or the mall. It was one of those two places. Yeah, it's like there's you and there's a handful of other people from back then that it's like I just know. And I don't yeah. remember exactly how I met all everyone. But there's I a remember. strong possibility. I See, the thing is, is I feel like I met you prior to when we came to your house. Yeah, I, no doubt. Because I had to tell you about it. So yeah. I assume I was like, come to my house. And then your aunt called my mom. And uh, at that point in time... My mom didn't even believe that there was a concert going on at the house. Yeah. Like, I was like, I think I'm going to get some bands to come play for New Year's. And she's like, yeah, whatever. And then yeah. your aunt called, and all of a sudden she was like, oh, he's serious. <laughs> and we got the, the cops called on it. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> every sure they, time we I'm did a show. I was just about to say, I'm pretty sure every time there was a show at your house, <laughs> somebody called the police. But uh, Rosalind played at my house. You remember yeah. that? Uh, yeah. that um, the Last Starfighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that that British band that that stayed here? No, that was a band called Through Solace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I the last remember. Starfighter was from Houston. <laughs> that, oh, like, I remember that, last. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Through uh, Solace was from the UK, though. I came home one day, and Larry, my dad, had that entire band out there and was letting them shoot guns. It was amazing. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were great. from England, they had never shot a gun before. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. I feel like if you come to America, you got to at least shoot one gun if you're going to be yeah. here at the time. Well, it was weird because they all had like British. Yeah, always. <laughs> I'm not for irresponsible gun use. Uh, but it was weird because I had this British man staying at my house. And mysteriously, like all these girls that I had never met before in my life that like I had a class with were like stopping me and they're like, can I come by your house today? I hear there's a bunch of British dudes at your house. Oh, my God. It was weird, dude. It's like, so, it's like someone spilled the beans. Well, after yeah, that, so, you should have just started telling them, oh, yeah, I have British guys come over every They're week. over here all the time. But then it would just be me being like, chill, pretend you have an English accent. He's like, I will not. <laughs> He's like, absolutely not. <laughs> he, starts, he starts swearing at you in German. <laughs> you need to have chill on this show. Dude, I really should. I got a couple of, I got a handful of other people that I need to get home before I get Till, but I, uh, That'd be amazing. We need to get Till back here. Dude, good My daughter luck. needs to, my daughter and your son needs to meet their Uncle Till. I don't think that, uh, the relationship with air travel right now is going to be the time to get him back. No, maybe 2021. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe 2023. <laughs> well, no, by 2021, this whole thing's got to be over, man. Dude. Have you have you found any uh have you found any peace of mind with the current uh state of politics? 
like, do you feel do you feel more comfortable or less as time goes by? I feel less comfortable, but more comfortable because, like, you know, I was telling, I was telling, I don't know who I was talking to about this, but like. In 2012, when Obama got elected, I heard, like, this is going to be the end of us. This is going to be the end of us. Well, there's certainly a pattern, for sure. And, I mean, it is an and, election year. So. And, then, and then in 2016, when he won again, we're like, we won't survive this. We won't survive this. Then when Trump got elected, I heard, dude, this is it, man. He's going to start rounding people up and putting them in the camps and stuff. And that didn't happen. So, I mean, as, as, as I'm not necessarily satisfied with our choices uh i think i have an idea of where i'm gonna go um maybe i i mean a lot can change between now and november sure sure but uh i have the the peace of knowing like probably gonna be okay either way like uh, yeah yeah no i mean that's fair <laughs> that's fair i mean because i mean there is that benefit of it being an election year I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it, if it goes blue, then, mm -hmm. you know, obviously some things will change, but I don't think it will be. As I don't think they will. As people, I think people are giving it too much credit. <laughs> you just know, like, like they did, just like they did with Trump or like they did with Obama or. Right. I don't think, I don't think it, it. Our system is set up where the president can't necessarily change that much stuff. Right, exactly. Like, and that's uh, definitely shown here, you know, like, you know, another thing and something that, you know, I, I imagine a few of my listeners, it probably uh, burns their skin a little bit. But I think to myself, I'm like, man, you know, people, people, have, there's a lot of really bad things to say. But mm -hmm. as far as the decisions that have been made lately, as far as the uh, head of office goes, <laughs> Has not, been all that. has not yeah. really been that detrimental negatively. I mean, it hasn't just like changed the landscape for the better. No, but it wasn't going to. Like right. nobody. Let me ask you this. Uh, I know. I know you did a podcast about it. What are your thoughts on China? Uh, I'm. I'm thoroughly not at ease with that. The, I think that's. I, a had, much, I think that's a much bigger issue than uh, November third. I had a uncomfortable thought. Are you ready for my uncomfortable thought? <laughs> I'm, I am always ready. Okay. You know, they said, like, uh, when when the, the Nazis were doing their concentration camp stuff. Yeah. That we didn't know. We didn't know how bad it was, but we didn't, you know, that's, that, that America didn't know. Yeah. I don't think that's true. I think we absolutely knew. Because you look at, like, uh, Charlie Chapman does The Great Dictator. Yeah. That came out in theaters. Uh uh, the Three Stooges had a movie about Hitler, like, and all those people were Jewish, so they very well knew. And fast forward, I always said, like, oh, well, we got technology now, so if, you know, a Nazi regime was going to be going on somewhere, we would know about it, and we would, we would act. Right. The Chinese are running concentration camps. Yes, no, and, and, it, and, and it is 100%. And anytime you get it brought up, people just change the subject to how they don't like the presidential candidate. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's like, oh, look at this tweet. Yeah. But like literally China is selling body parts. Yeah. That's as Nazi-ish as it gets. Like, you know. And no, uh, it's, it's, it's very, very dark. 
it's uncomfortable. But so I don't know, man. That's that's so real. Like I need to know what we're planning to do. Well, and um, it's like, are are we planning on doing anything? Well, we're already in a cold war. I don't know sure. if you know. Yeah, I mean, like sure, this tariff the thing stuff. About it, and, the thing about it is, is we're only in that because of the things that have to do with us. That's true. That's true. And all of our manufacturing has to do with. With right. China right and now. They um, can they can slap whatever kind of sticker they oh we're do you know we're doing these sanctions for Hong yeah. Kong or you know they can slap whatever sticker they want to in the, the name of goodwill. But that's yeah. not the case, you know. <laughs> like we're trying to do whatever we can to dampen them as much as we can to try to get stuff set up over here. So we don't Yeah, we've got we've got to get stuff set up over here. Like that's that's the key. Uh and it might mean that things are more expensive, but I would pay more money if I knew that we were doing something to fight concentration camps in 20. I would, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Well, you know, and I also have this, my thought process on this is, you know, you can also get really deep and start asking the question, well, why is everything so expensive? It's like, you know, if everybody was on the same wavelength as far as across the world and the leaders, then why wouldn't they just find a way to make things cheaper? It's not like there's more of this. China has like China makes a lot of cheap products, but they also have nets outside of their buildings to keep people from killing themselves. So that worked in their building. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. well, exactly. But see, that's that's my thing though. Is like, it, it, I mean, obviously, you're talking about thousands of industries that have to jump from here to here to here to here. You know, mm -hmm. as far as like creating pieces to something, it's like mm -hmm. this company that's not even Apple manufactures apple phones well they got to get yeah. all they have to get all of the pieces to that phone and somebody has to make those and it's like so i guess when you think about it like that it makes and i'm using apple as an example i mean i know yeah, i understand uh i mean i've told Haley this and other people as well like i'm incredibly hypocritical because i use an hp laptop and i have an apple phone and yeah. i <laughs> yeah like no, i'm you like so like i, I am supporting I, like the things that are going on in China are absolutely heartbreaking, and I would love for there to be manufacturing in in America that I could buy to kind of stick it to that regime in China. But at the same time, like right now, I mean, I bought a laptop for like three hundred bucks. If it was made in America, it'd probably be like you know eight nine hundred bucks. Right, that's true, and so, it's like when you think to yourself, you know, it's like you would have to be extremely disciplined to exclusively purchase american things whether exactly. i mean when you go from food when you go from you know hardware you go to software anything like that or toys whatever it may be cars yeah it's like and, you, i mean even when you're buying american like the chevy plant is in mexico like the yeah. ford plant is in mexico like so i mean ironically Buying Nissan at this point in time is more likely to be helping people from Mississippi. Like, that's true. I didn't even think about there's that. There's an actual plant in Mississippi, you know. Right. So and, it's and a it, weird, it's a weird time, man. Yeah, you know, and you know, they, there's, you know, you, you talk about China. My, I have this thing, you know, and you know, I've talked to a few other people about it, not on the podcast, but just in mm -hmm. general. It's something that I have. I mean, I've been thinking a lot about it because I don't want to. Yeah. I don't. I don't have any problem with people. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it has nothing to yeah. do with... I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm ta re referring to the... We're uh, talking about the Communist Party of China. Right, We're not exactly. talking about yeah. people. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, not Chinese have, people at all. Most of those people were slaves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's... <laughs> uh, like, 
we're trying to get government. them. It's like we're trying to like we're, we're speaking about getting them out of that situation. Oh yeah, no doubt. And it's, it's a little bit hypocritical for me, I know, because the only reason I care as much as I do about it is because I actually went to Hong Kong one time. Like I've been to Hong Kong, I've seen it. Yeah. Like yeah, I've that, met people uh, from Hong Kong. So like I know how cool of a place it is and like that's really where I started, like, my antenna started to go up. Like, if I hadn't ever been to Hong Kong, I don't know if I would be, like, as, we got to do something yeah. about it, you know. And uh, I'm a, for the most part, I'm trying to be an isolationist. I don't, I don't like war at all. Right. Uh, I'm not too keen on it either. I don't think that it's, it's something that should be, I mean. It's, not, avo- kinda, it's not avoidable. Unless, un, unless you yeah. have to, unless you have two people, you know, working for the same people agreeing. If uh, since we don't, you know, you have mm-hmm. two people of power that disagree, and whether it be money, resources, or power in general, or pride, mm-hmm. it's like you're gonna like There's it's unavoidable. You know, at some point. Yeah. Well, I mean, I really had a. It really hit me. Like there are people that are in the Middle East right now, for those wars that weren't born before the war started yeah like so they just been born grown up and we've just been at war and yeah. i'm kind of like why you know like it's, it's almost to the point where that is their culture yeah i mean it is i mean it is like yeah of course we're overseas over there and i don't like that i don't think that's something that we should be yeah. i am i am of the stern opinion that if you're going to get into a fight you better win it yeah. And I don't think we're necessarily I, – I don't think we've ever – since World War II, we got into that fight to win that fight. Yeah. Uh, every other war after that, we haven't gotten into it to win it. And right. uh, well, there's I don't know. Well, there's ulterior motives. I mean, yeah. I'm convinced. Oh, yeah, no doubt. We make money off of uh, being at war in, uh, in, uh, in the Middle East. Like, we right. make money off of it. Right. Or we, when I say we – there are people in our country that make money off of it. I'm not getting a damn dime. Right? <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't exactly think that you and I are reaping the benefits of maintaining uh, some order in uh, Iraq right now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know if – I don't know, man. I haven't been over there, so I don't guess I could talk about it. But from what I've seen, I don't know why we're still in. Like, yeah. Well, no one can give you a solid answer. I mean, I'm sure that somewhere between uh, opium and oil, that that's mm-hmm. probably going to have something to do with why we are still there. And plus, like, you know, the government or the military funding, you know, if you don't, I assume it's like any other funding from the government. If you don't spend it, you don't get it back next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So they're like, well, we just got to keep spending money and like, just like i don't understand i mean i know that you know it's not necessarily been as bloody as it has been in the you know years past but at the same time like why are we putting people away from their families when yeah i, I mean i think the same thing but we also, have no goal what <laughs> i also think about it you know i just bought this game uh civilization six yeah i saw that on facebook yeah, and in the midst of me playing it, I, ha- I had this kind of an epiphany because I was like, hmm, you know, it's kind of crazy. You take over a little different territories. It's like a, a more in-depth version of Risk. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think about like, well, maybe we stay in these places so that the power vacuum doesn't, you know, 
like China has done with uh, certain parts of Africa, how they've invested oh, yeah. in that, you know, basically they give them loans they can't pay back. So in, in turn, well, we have equity. Yeah, you no know, doubt. That's, that's part of China's, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be as, I don't want to be as dramatic to say take over the world plan, but that's kind of how they get their seeds in every, you know, part of the, the world in the past 20 years. Like that, yeah. Done. Oh yeah, no doubt. It seems like that's uh, generally communism's plan. Right. Like it's never just like let's keep communism in this one little area. It's always like let's expand it. Well, I think that I think <laughs> what what the reason why it has worked out so well in this uh, post World War II, you know, post sixties, you know, is because they're like we're not. It's they're not going to do it by command and conquer. Yeah. It's it's more of a subtle because of something you always hear is that government they have no problem with and even just that culture in general things don't they're not like us as far as that something has to change now yeah, the yeah thing yeah. Is, is it can take a hundred years you know what yeah. i'm saying they're okay that's with by a thousand paper cuts there you go yeah yeah that's yeah, yeah. thousand paper cuts and for sure even even if you look at it as let's just say maybe they're like and i don't think this is the case but what if they're mm -hmm. like hey we actually don't want to go to war with any of y'all we just mm -hmm. want you to be able to let us do what we're doing. What, whatever you know? we want to do without there being consequences. Right. It's like they, because if you, you always feel conflicted because the, like the leaders and stuff, when they say stuff, which of course they can change and hide whatever they want. Yeah. In Mississippi, yeah. things are obviously yeah. different. But I'm just saying, it's like they don't ever really seem like they're trying to like in, intensify things. You know what I'm saying? They're like, yeah. hey, no, no, no. Look, we're just buying this. No big deal. You know, oh, yeah. we're just doing this. No big. And it's like, wait, yeah, it's not. But that's this a big deal. Thing. Yeah. A, when you have a thousand of those little deals, yeah. it becomes a big deal. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know, man. I, I think in our lifetime we're gonna go to war. I don't I think. think. I don't think that that's that far fetched at all. I think it's inevitable at this point. That I really do. My, so how my, do you see the election going? Going uh, back to the election. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm. I think. I think uh, Red's gonna win. I do too. Uh, they've done some. Or things. orange, rather. <laughs> Bad man, orange. Uh, <laughs> um, heard that so much lately. I think where they really didn't play the left, didn't play their hand right. Man, they back chess. Yeah, and that no. was a that was a mistake because not everybody is like, oh yeah, let's just have a war board in the middle of a city. Like, yeah, like I what, think that's what you ask these people in these cities, and sure, like I've I've noticed so much more in the past like four months, like selective questioning. It's mm -hmm. like which every media source is. Yeah, like you have to listen to a thousand different things to get a a slither of a the truth. Yeah, and I think that's why the conspiracy theories are happening so much now. Yeah. Because we've grown up in a time where there's not a reliable news source. Like, everything that is said and done on any, like, even people who watch Fox News will say, oh, yeah, they slant right. And even right. people who watch CNN and NBC and, I guess, CBS, whatever, sure. they, they go left and they actively acknowledge like oh yeah if something's bad about the president i don't think fox will run it and they actively will say oh yeah if trump does something good then we're not going to run it we're going to completely ignore it and so therefore anything that we see 
that's the reason so many people are like, it's a conspiracy theory. They're trying to hide this. They're trying right. to hide that. When you right. can't believe anything to be truth, uh, it's it's a real problem. And I think that's where the conspiracy theories come from. Well, and to that point, I mean, the, the thing that is horrible about it is that is not what the news is supposed to be. No, it's supposed to be telling us what happened. Yes, and it's supposed to be telling us subjectively, or, or mm-hmm. what's the word I'm looking for. Yes, yeah, subjectively. And I think that the problem is, is everyone has become accustomed to that being how they get their their journalism. That's how yeah, they get absolutely. their reporting. And it's mm-hmm. like, like I listen to CNN because I don't like Fox. It's like, well, mm-hmm. why? You know what I'm saying? When you ask that question, why? Yeah. It's like, or vice versa. I mean, yeah, I'm not, it's the same thing. It's it's, it's for both people, both sides. Like, right. uh, it's that's the reason people look at you like you have a third head growing out of your uh, arm when uh, I edited it. <laughs> when you tell people like I'm a libertarian, I don't like either one of the parties. Yeah. Because everybody's like I'm on this team or I'm on this team. Yeah. And I feel like you're not supposed to be on a team. You're supposed to be in the middle, just trying to feel like okay, well I agree with this person on this. I don't agree with this person on this. Right. Like, it shouldn't have to be an absolute every time no. you mention that. And I think you know it, this is. A whole conversation in itself, really, but I think that right now, that there is a that after this is all over with, the next four years, there's going to be a lot of people that are in the middle. They're like, "Hey, this has got to stop." Like oh, this I agree whole, with that like, completely. I mean, whether it'll work or not, you know, we might just go, we might implode. But I'm just saying, like, because you can see it now. There's a lot of people who are like, "Hey, man, like I was a lot more, you know, a lot more left leaning before." Mm-hmm all of this stuff that has happened is like wait hold on bro like this is you know like people have turned all of it like and it's like you look at the right and the right is not, they're nowhere near as active but that's mm-hmm. like if they are adamant they probably they want to take half half of the country and be like hey we're gonna live here you know that was yeah, the same thing as the civil war ultimately. yeah I, I feel like that's that's also a possibility. I mean, I could see that happening. I pray it doesn't. I hope it doesn't. Um, I mean, I hope it doesn't either. But if you if we see if we keep walking towards this uh, collapse of the dollar, the way that we're looking mm-hmm. at, and then mm-hmm. you're either going to see a forceful, um, everyone has to be unified, <laughs> or everyone's gonna be like, well, I guess what? We'll have our own currency and back it up ourselves, and yeah. we have to deal with a lot less people. So we're just gonna be our own little state over here. <laughs> I have a theory. Uh, I was going to run it by you. I was really excited to do the show so I could talk about it. Good. I feel like a big part of where we're at as a country is that a large portion of the country doesn't look at situations as – like, for instance, I've – especially this last year, like something I've been really, really trying to do is not saying that I'm somewhere because of somebody else. Like I'm, I'm more of a, a personal responsibility has become more important for me this year. Sure, sure. I feel like everyone's like on the right. A, a lot of people are like on the right. Like, well, we're here because of the people on the left, and a lot of people on the left are like we're here because of people on the right. And nobody is like, I wonder what I can do in my house to try to make things better. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't see a lot of personal responsibility being preached anymore. Right. I feel like that's super important. Well, yeah, no, that that's a really good point, though. 
because it, I mean, it doesn't matter at either side of the fence or either side of the octagon, any side of the octagon of different mm -hmm. people. It's yeah. all finger pointing. Yeah. It's constant finger pointing and nobody takes any consideration. What can me and the, my locale, you know, my community, yeah. what can we do to make things, you know, to mitigate a lot of the issues that are going on and then just hope for the best for everyone, every other community to do the same. And I'm talking about across the entire country. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, People whose houses aren't in order shouldn't be telling other people who, how to run their house when their house isn't in order. Absolutely. Uh, there's a there's a scripture in the Bible that I that I like a lot. Uh, get the log out of your own eye before you worry about the speck in your brother's eye. Yeah. I wish people would actually. Uh, and that's the new Jason version, by the way. I I, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I got you. I got you. But yeah, that's something I've I've really noticed, and. Since I've started to be more focused on that, things have been better in my life. Like, right. uh, I'm able to get more things done instead of being like, I just can't do this. When you start looking at everything through the lens of personal responsibility, right, and you are able to do more. So I, I feel like if more people were willing to do that, things would be better. Well, I, th I feel like that you can appreciate your accomplishments that way, and it, it's fuel for, you know, to further mm -hmm. yourself and yeah. your home and your community, for sure. And that, doesn't, mean, and that doesn't mean that, like, you, like, people can't screw you over, but you're, if they do, you're a lot more likely to be able to move on from that, say, other than someone else who's just like, oh, the whole world's against me, or... Right. Because that doesn't get anything lay done. There, lay there in yeah. a puddle of your own tears. Just or you out. just you post, and this is this is not a shot at you because I I know I know you do this on Facebook, but you post legitimately like things on Facebook, just being like someone else needs to do something. Yeah, I know you like to stir the pot, and we're gonna get. I want to I want to get to that because okay. uh, I'm curious who called you and 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 kicking and and antagonist antagonistic prick i want to know who called you <laughs> uh, well i've i actually have had s several people um tell me more or less that but you know we i mean okay don't get me wrong I, sometimes i do say things to see you know obviously to get yeah. a reaction out of people but and i also i mean i, I know it's i am far too analytical with facebook as well yeah, no doubt. When they comment and I see what people say and I you can you can really get a feel because let's be honest, we're not going out and socializing with people. So guess That's true. You know what I'm saying? So this is kind of how you read people at this point right now. You know, I'm not yeah. saying that that's the way it's going to be forever, but nonetheless, I mean, I've had like something that really cracks me up is when I have someone say politically speaking on this side and someone on this side and they're both mad at me for saying the same thing. <laughs> You know, that's one thing I'm like, well, that's great because it's like, you know, they'll get into arguments and stuff. And I've had people block me. Uh, mm -hmm. I had this one guy message me and call me all kinds of names. And he's a lawyer from here. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he, and, you know, everything from you're a coward to everything that you could. You're a coward. Yeah, <laughs> yes, because, because I wouldn't stand up against uh, Stephen Fur in the middle of a, uh, a heated conversation about. But something. it really, but. Uh, that's a weird thing too, because it's almost this idea of you can't have people that have different ideas than you. 
Right. Well, when it comes to when it comes to things like uh, you know, the things that were like with police brutality and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you've obviously got a lot more heightened, you know. Yeah. No doubt. And it's like some people, it's like, whoa, hey, you know, you got to calm down. But then it's some people, it's like, hey, dude, that's the thing that we're fighting against right now. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, you can't be, you know, there's people, a lot of people have trouble finding common ground to, yeah. to be able to work things out. It's like the thing well, is, is what people don't understand is no one has ever changed their mind about something or cha- actually took the time to open their eyes when you're berating them with, that's true. you know, it's like this person didn't do the thing that you hate. And just yeah. because they don't see it the same way you do, the only way they're going to do it is if you talk to them like they are a human yeah. and like they are so, like a, someone who deserves to be talked to. And also, it's really strange that someone who doesn't know both of the two parties involved yeah. is telling you how you should react to somebody that you know that they don't know. Yeah, yeah. That, that's like, too. Like, to me, it's like – and th- there was – there was two people having a conversation. They were not mm-hmm. calling each other names. They were not whatever, but they were on two different sides of the conversation. Yeah. And yeah, no that doubt. was that is one thing that I appreciate the most about my post is yeah. when those conversations happen. When pe- you can get people, two or three people having a conversation and they're not agreeing with each other, but they're talking it out and they're not being hateful towards each other. And then these guys got on there and they began to start berating Steven. So now yeah. it looks like there's three people Wondering. Up on one yeah, guy. exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I'm, and I'm like, hey, if you guys, you know, I commented on there, and it's like, if you guys found another approach to talking to these people, you probably would be able to get your message across better. And you catch you know, more flies with honey than with vinegar. Right. And I was, yeah, being, yeah. I was being a smart aleck the way I said it, but in the same breath. And then they just took it out on me, you know, and called me everything that nobody wants to be called in 2020. You know, yeah, and I'm like, no okay. you know, I'm like, hey, look, dude, I, these guys are trying to, you know, have a conversation right now about this situation. And then, you know, I ended up, uh, I unfriended one of them. And then the other one, like I said, sent me a message and he blocked me. You know, I, I, and I was like, okay, you know, like whatever, but fine and dandy, you know, like I, I'm past at this point, like that kind of stuff's not that far fetched. I've lost plenty of friends on Facebook and that's okay because if you don't want to have these conversations, I, I, you don't have to be here. You know, like it that's just, one of those kind of yeah, things. Yeah, it kind of makes them seem mentally weak, though. I mean, like, I, uh, I try not to say that kind of stuff just because it's like I also, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm one of those kind of things. Like, if I'm going to not, you know, if I don't want you to assume things about me, I'm just going to try not to assume things about you. You yeah, could and just I be think, hired, you know, f- fired up about it. I mean, I will say he was wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, th- I took what he said, his criticism. But in the same breath, it's like, I don't agree with you. Like, I don't think that I am what you think that I am. I yeah, personally no think doubt. that you have a piss poor way of carrying out dialogue online. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, and that to me is like, you call me riding the fence, whatever you want. But I have, I have friends, family, and peers on every side of this. And I want them to be able to agree on something. And I want yeah. them to be able to have peace and prosperity. It's yeah. not like, I mean, I understand. You're a team one side. side. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, I've noticed this a lot during this year on Facebook. Uh, if, like, for instance, person A posts a status, and at the end of it, it's like, I don't want to argue, so if you have something to say, don't even bother commenting. Yeah, like... Well, then why did you put it put it out there? Yeah, exactly. Like, for instance, I, I, have a, I am a Christian, so if I come out and say I'm a Christian, I cannot get mad when you have to, when people come and ask me why I believe what I believe. Yeah, because I literally put it out there. 
Yeah, and I think like, to myself, it's like, hey, you don't have to have Facebook. Yeah, it's true. You know what I'm or like, just you, do like I do. Just post stupid gifts and talk about like what your kid or your puppy does. Right, like, exactly. That's fine. Like nobody's, uh, nobody's making you uh, weigh in on any of this stuff. Sure. I don't care what the person who does the, the lawn service for me thinks about Donald Trump. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like I do not care. I don't care. I don't care about any of that. Like, it's just, it's so weird. And I got into a, a pretty heated argument with someone that I'm really close to. I won't name drop. And they're like, people aren't talking to their families because this guy is the president. And I looked at this person and I was like, if you're not talking to your family because of who is elected president, there was a whole lot more issues going on that you didn't want to deal with. And this just kind of brought it up to the surface. Right, no, so, definitely. It's just, you know, like, people have forgotten, I think, how to to be civil, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, we, 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 don't ha- we, ha- we don't have to be. It's true. And you're either, and I think that's why you're going to see Donald Trump win the election. Yeah. Because so many, uh, they're like, well, he's getting beat in the polls. Well, if you tell somebody that if you vote for Donald Trump, then you're a racist, they would probably rather not have that argument. Yeah, well, I also, I also think to myself, it's like, how many people do you think that are voting for him that are just, like, taking these polls? Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Think, like, there's people literally who s- s- take all day long going online just, you know, slant, running his – trying to run his numbers down. If people can hack Twitter and hack whatever, you don't think that they can get a whole 30, 40 people to take a poll that only 100 people took? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like that, yeah, that's yeah. And uh, also, like, I'm not nobody. I don't like. The yeah, guy. I don't just, either. I'm just. I don't either. <laughs> I will say this: like, I'm in a position with him that I got to be with Obama as well, and I got to be with uh, J- W. Bush, who, by the way, in my family, I took. I mean, not my immediate, but my kind of outer family. I took a lot of hits for not liking W. Yeah, I thought he was kind of a warmonger, and to be fair. I mean, Obama did a lot of stuff military action-wise that I wasn't cool with. Yeah. Uh, and that's a big deal to me. Like, I, you know, I don't – because that's a decision – I was thinking back. I can only think of, like, two things that ever happened in my life where the president did something that directly affected me. Right. Uh, but that's also a benefit of living in Mississippi. Well, uh, that's I, true. I mean, I, I know that sounds, but as far as like a lot of the big things, and plus we're not rich, you know what I'm saying? That's and true. Not, That's also a big part. Like, I think that that plays a lot. And, you know, I mean, there's also like, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, too, I, I agree. I mean, the thing with Obama is like everything was great until we realized it wasn't the last like year and a half. We're like, oh, wait, hold on. Well, like, this isn't yeah. exactly as, you know, uh, as strawberry tasting as we think it is. You know where it lost me with him? When, uh, my insurance just got accepted at the place I worked at. Like my insurance got hammered by him. Yeah. That's one time. The second time is when we went into war with Afghanistan with W. Bush. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of my friends got sent into a war zone and, and some of them didn't come back. And yeah. uh, so like, those are two things that directly affected me. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you can't, you can't tell me why. You know what I'm saying? No, it's like that's yeah. the thing. Like you can't give nobody nobody on this planet can give me a good enough reason why. And if there is a good reason why, you're lying to us about what that good reason yeah, is. Yeah, that's true. 
because I mean, we're still over there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> obviously it didn't work out very well. I was 13 when that thing started. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was a very young child. Actually, yeah, I was 13. It was 2001. Yeah, I was 13. Um, I'm pretty sure I was nine when 9-11 hit. But uh, yeah, it's just really weird. It's not a good time for somebody to be objective. I feel like you have to be. And like, I understand it. I get it. Uh, I tried to, you know, if you were to ask me right now, Jason, how do you think the Atlanta Falcons are going to be? I'm going to tell you they're going to go 0-16. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you Julio Jones is not that good because I can't be objective about the Atlanta Falcons because I hate them. Right. If you were to ask me about Ole Miss, I would tell you they're going to be terrible. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're going to suck. <laughs> but I can't be objective about this because I have vented interest in them. Right. And I feel like that, that shouldn't be the deal with our politicians. Right. I feel like I you agree. should be objective enough to be like, Okay, he did this. I like this. He didn't do this. I like this. I don't yeah. like this. But now we've got this weird thing where, and I think you texted me the night Trump won. And you said something like, I guess the polls were wrong or something. Yeah, yeah. Because, I guess they, I guess they, <laughs> wrong prediction because. Because Newsweek was saying like it's a 99.9% sure that Hillary Clinton's going to steamroll. Yeah. And that didn't happen. Like he didn't win the popular vote because, you know, big cities and whatnot. Sure. And, uh, you know, I happen to believe that the Electoral College is a good thing. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't because the guy that, or girl in this sense, that didn't win, they mm -hmm. wanted to win. Yeah. So. If it were flipped and Trump won the popular vote, they would be like, well, the Electoral College is important. Yeah, exactly. nobody, Nobody believes anything, I feel. Oh, not uh, – oh, the majority of people don't believe things anymore. Well, well I, you know, going back to – you know, we were talking about the previous uh, head of state. It's mm -hmm. like he had – he made a lot of us forget that the government as a whole is a sham. He made us all think, you know, oh, well, maybe that there is some, you know, I, I, not all of us, obviously, but I'm just yeah. saying for a, people like me, it's like, we, you, know, you forget that both parties are trying to pull one over on you. You know what I'm saying? Well, they're both the same. They're both on the same point. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't believe that the Republicans believe half of what they say. But I don't believe the Democrats believe half of what they say. I right. believe they, they're whatever gets elected. Yeah, and that's that's problematic for all of us because we're the ones that lose. And on top of that, that's why Washington was like, "Don't do two parties, man. It's going to end up with just people being on a political team." Right. Like the phrase "red no matter what" or "blue no matter what" is insanity. Yeah. Like, yeah, and with this with this uh, election, man, like you you have it like a hundred percent built in for mm -hmm. blue no matter what. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody wants Trump to win. I mean, a lot of people. Yeah, well, yeah. But the thing is, like, who are you voting for? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they don't, but that's the thing is that people don't care. It's like, they're voting against something instead of for something. I think, I think that this is conspiracy mode. I think that Biden is going to uh, be unfit to lead, and they're going to – Paul Harris. No, they can't get her. There's no way. But there's, if they do, they're going to lose because California doesn't like her. 
I'm telling you, the people of California don't like her. I could be wrong though, but and then you're definitely gonna lose a lot. That 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 I think that they're gonna put Hillary in there. I I don't think that they would win doing that either. I don't think they would win doing that either. You think they're gonna win if something happens and they put Nancy Pelosi in there? No, no, not at all. But, I don't know. It's it's very weird. And then you've got like this whole like the whole melon election thing. If you can't see how that could lead to trouble on either side, yes, I agree. Then you're not being objective. How many times have you gotten something in the mail that wasn't for you? Uh, all the time. <laughs> now, at least, at and least now we're going to trust the, trust them to like be the the main point in a one of the most contested elections in our history. They're like, oh, the post office is going to be on the up and up, guys. Yeah, in my head, I feel like you would have a much better opportunity to get consistency if you did it digitally. And I'm not, I'm not for that either. I'm just saying, yeah. I feel like you would be, you would, there would be a lot more easier ways to keep an eye on what is happening. Because all, if you already, we've been hearing for the past five years that everybody's watching everything we do anyway. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why didn't they just start planning to find a way to get Facebook and Google in on? You know, though, yeah. I mean, I don't trust them either. Yeah. I'm just saying. I don't, like, yeah. I mean, it, uh, that China has a lot to do with a lot of that, or China and Russia. Yeah. So, uh, which is strange. Um, but here's the thing if it's safe enough for me to go to Walmart, it should be safe enough for me to go. To that's my thing. Well, and like, it, it's like, it, you know, the whole, you know, with the riots and or the protests, not even the riots. I'm, I'm totally for the protests. You know what I'm saying? But, when you have the, our conversation, so we can't go in and vote. Well, I can't go in and vote anyway. But I'm just yeah, saying, so so we can't go in and vote, but we can go shopping and we can go twenty thousand people out in the middle of the streets and stuff like that. Which I'm I'm fine with that. You know, what I'm, I'm fine yeah. with that. But I'm saying like you can't use that and then be like, oh well, we have to send in our uh, whatever. Can't go I mean, to church, but yeah. if we're protesting Black Lives Matter, the virus will be like, oh, I agree with this, and not get you sick. Right. I don't know if you're aware of that, but yeah. yeah. That, hey, hold your thought for a second. Is that a train? Yes, there's a train coming by. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this as a, a marking point. <laughs> to, uh, I'm going to have to edit out the train, obviously. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> it's crazy how loud trains are. Well, they don't want to sneak up on anybody. <laughs> yeah, they, that's true. They, they don't want you to not know they're coming. Trains yeah. or airplanes are not something that you would have just look up and be like, oh, there's one behind me. Yeah, it's, it's coming right for me. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, no, it, it's definitely the, the, China, the China thing's really got me. I mean, that's something I've been, you know, really digging into because it's like for two reasons. For one, uh, I want to be safe. You know, like yeah. I, I want to be aware of what's going on. I want to be one step ahead of everybody else when it comes to things yeah. like that. But second, that's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to be saying stuff that's not true. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's another, I don't want to be getting conditioned. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, all these sources, it could all that you start to think that everything is a smokescreen. Yeah, know? that's that true. Becomes a, that becomes a problem. And that's not just with the China thing, that's everything. It's like, you know, People have always joked around, or you see like those really like 
they're trying to, you know, there's is a distraction from blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Like you start to think that like maybe this entire year is a distraction from this, that, and that. And it's, well, just let's just look at what's come to light this year or last year and this year. Yeah. A super rich dude has a pedophile island that at least one former president has gone to. Yeah. He then gets arrested and gets killed in jail. And nobody believes that he that he killed himself, and like literally no one, literally no, no like one. Everyone accepts the fact that oh yeah, that guy just killed. That guy was killed. Yeah, like that's all happened within like six months of of now. Yeah, and everyone's like, it's just like it's kind of a back burner thing. Yeah, like like you've got people saying like you've got people coming out being like actors. Like very well known, respected actors were in pedophile rings. Yeah, and nobody's covering it. Yeah, but the people, <laughs> the people are talking about it. People and, are talking about it, but the news is like, no, 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 that's not true. Yeah, like well, because, but the thing when it comes down to it, you have to wonder how much of that is true. Like that's the well, thing. I that, saw, that's the thing see, that I saw that like, too. Wigs me out. It's like because. You know, they the other day everybody was freaking out because the save, save the, the children, children hashtag because yeah. it got blocked out. And I'm like, I don't know if you saw when I was commenting. Oh yeah, I was I was watching. I was watching. I watch your statuses quite a bit. I mean, if you're bored, <laughs> that might be the place to be sometimes. But it's like I was trying to tell people. I was like, look, I am totally not at all trying to deny any of the jacked yeah. up stuff that's going on because if where there is smoke, dark, there's got to be some yeah, fire. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like if. I, want, I don't want us to waste our batteries on our flashlights on areas no, like, that have nothing, you know, don't shine light yeah. somewhere where there's nothing there. Like if, That's it, true. if people, people on Facebook don't realize that places like 4chan and Reddit exist and they yeah. create stuff that turns into something real. And it's like, like, cause apparently they, you know, and it could, but then you wonder, are, are we, they just covering it up? You know, like, yeah. oh, you find out that they actually came up with that, whatever, you know, they were saying that they were $16,000 for a cabinet, whatever that yeah, was, yeah. That, like that kind of stuff. They were like, oh, my God, they were blowing the lid off that. And then they're like, hey, like th- this, there's nothing true about this. Yeah, like, this is somebody who made this being goofy. And then pr- they probably made that on that website and then posted on Reddit to tell everyone. And then it blew up. You know what I'm saying? And it's then like, it goes and it goes back to what we were talking about. When you don't know who's telling you the truth, the whole truth, right? you automatically – I mean, we've both been in terrible relationships before in our, li- in our life. Absolutely. Like, once, once your significant other starts lying to you about things, yeah, it's over. Because, yeah. like, if I can't trust that everything this person is telling me is true – yeah. Like when they say I'm not doing this or this isn't happening, how am I supposed to, you know, right? To think about that. That's the reason trust is a must in a relationship. Like, absolutely, yeah. And uh, it's, and I think that that's a problem. I mean, with any type of uh, power structure, whether it be media or uh, a broad power structure is what I mean, or the government or whomever it may be or church, you know, the massive, whatever, the Catholic yeah. church, you know, whatever. I'm just saying all that stuff. It's like, if I, ha- if I think if there's any small history of you lying about something and it comes mm-hmm. out, it comes to light, thanks to the internet, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or, you know, the lie becomes more interesting than the truth. 
it's yeah. like if you get in a position where it's like that then it's you kind of start to have chaos within your reins you know it's like which is what you're seeing right now you've got uh i mean literally like we've seen cities like almost burnt to the ground like portland yeah we're not seeing half of what's going on in portland right now yeah. like they're on 73 days of of rioting yeah They've and i get like, and I hate to, to make a broad, generous statement. I bet you half of them don't even know why they're out there at this point. No, half of them have been sitting there waiting for that to happen for whatever yeah. reason. Uh, like, burning down a courthouse doesn't make sense. That That's not going to get anybody's attention. Uh, protest. No, it's going people... to get someone's attention, but it's never going to make people want to meet in the middle with you. Like this, I read, this isn't 1817 anymore. You know, like this is a different time. That's a like, cheap plug, by the way. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, to, to me, it seems like it's a uh, – all you're doing is really hurting yourself. Yeah, and no doubt. You're hurt, and you're hurting any any good piece of an agenda that could be hidden somewhere in there. It's all gone. It's all hidden now. You know, like yeah. it's deep underneath all the things that, you know, shine negatively out of yeah, that situation. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, like it's just – it's so strange. Such a weird time to be alive. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I could I couldn't agree more. It is definitely the strangest times. But uh, I want to ask you before we get off of here. Um, you've been okay. watching, you've been watching any sports? Uh, yeah, I've been keeping up with my Cubbies. Um, yeah. how are we they? We just we're we're not doing bad. We just had to uh, postpone a series with the Cardinals because they had a few people test positive for COVID. Huh. <laughs> uh, been watching a lot of hockey, like a lot of hockey. Yeah, apparently hockey's um, been going pretty hard. Well, let me just – I'll say this. Like, if football ever just doesn't happen this season, let's say it doesn't happen this season, I could see myself 100% just becoming a hockey fan. Hockey's awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I haven't watched a hockey game since probably over a decade ago. Uh, it's just so much fun. It's so much quicker than any other sport. And yeah, the back and forth is pretty yeah, exciting. Yeah, it's just – and it's more violent. It's like MMA on skates. It's kind of dope. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that is exciting. Uh, and, uh, of course, I've been watching uh, UFC. Um, so not much the NBA because here's the thing. I don't – I'm not going to get into, like, the kneeing and stuff, uh, kneeling and stuff. Yeah. That, that I'm sure that's another podcast for another guest. Sure. Uh, but I don't like LeBron James, and I feel like this is set up for LeBron James to win one in L.A. Yeah, this is like, – as this is a, to me, this is as set up as, uh, as uh, you know, like a WWE pay-per-view. Yeah, no doubt. You predicted no doubt. everything, you know? Yeah. Oh, I've been watching AEW a lot. I don't know if that's yeah. a sport. <laughs> I mean, it, it counts. I haven't. I still haven't gotten to actually sit down and watch a full show of that. It's so much better than WWE. Yeah, it's so much better, dude. But, uh, uh, yeah, you, you watching this fight that's coming up next weekend? Who who we got? I don't even know. It's Stipe and Cormier's last the trilogy. It's the last fight. It's for the heavyweight title. I don't know how much. You, I, I don't know how yeah, much you care, but I love Cormier. DC's my guy, man. Um. Yeah, I didn't know it was coming up so soon, but uh, I'll have to talk to Clint. Clint has become the new house to watch UFC in, even That's though awesome. he doesn't watch UFC, really. So well, he's, he's got to watch it now. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, I'll probably end up watching that, and we'll probably end up talking smack to each other on Facebook about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm pulling for uh, Cormier, so. Okay, DC. Uh, he's a Louisiana guy. Like, you got to go local. Like, yeah, uh, and, and his and his, his his last fight. Like when lose, when when lose or draw, it's gonna be his last fight. You say that until John Jones pokes his head back up. No, nah, dude. John Jones. John Jones would, would slaughter DC for a third time. I don't know. Both all both of those fights have been really good. Like Yeah, I mean but I mean DC is just old. Like I don't think that I mean I'm sure that he he will probably I think he's gonna lose his fight to Steve to be honest. Oh, that would be hard. You have a good day, man. <laughs> <laughs> we had a live audience in the organic podcast. Hey, you know, I mean <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was a little worried that maybe I wasn't going to be able to pull it off. Like, someone sitting at the table over there. But then I was like – They were just uh, watching you? No, they, they, they were on their computer, and the, the, the little girl was reading, uh, reading a book. But I, I just – I was just thinking, oh, man, this might be awkward. But it wasn't. I didn't cuss throughout the most of the episode. Yeah, I mean, we were – this is pretty safe for work, man. I'm pretty proud of us. Yeah, yeah. This was a fucking great one. <laughs> um. But, but uh, didn't you say you're dropping a new song this week? Uh, I might be. I, I think I'm going to drop one this next weekend. That's and, exciting. You know, I, I've been wanting to get this store started. I'm going to sell some stuff to, to save up money for my uh, album or for my project. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it yeah. an album. But because uh, I want to get it recorded, I want to do a, a documentary, like a little documentary thing with it. Oh, that'd be awesome. Dude, I've got some pretty crazy ideas. I don't want to put too much of it out there just because I don't want to say I'm going to do something and then not do it. But yeah, that's kind no of like in the plans for that. Uh, but I also I also find a lot of appreciation for uh, uh, you know being able to sell merch. But yeah, I'm no gonna, doubt. I pretty much want to. I pretty much want to set it up and do the merch and make it clear that it's like, hey, this is specifically a fundraiser but I, rather than just asking you guys for money i'm going to uh actually sell you something as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> we uh we are actually planning an ap pretty soon which is very exciting very uh scary it's a scary time Dude, uh, but it's actually very not as scary either because like i'm like well we'll probably be like 2021 before we can do any shows so yeah. like yeah. That's plenty of time to get tight, 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 perfect. So, uh, yeah. yeah. See, that's a plus. That's a plus, though, when, especially when you guys get to practicing a bunch and stuff. Uh, I tell you, my whole uh, plan to take over the Pine Belt totally got shammed after uh, yeah. after hey, all this happened. Did you win your best of the Pine Belt? They are announcing the winners on the 28th of this month. Uh, that's they, exciting. I think the reason why they held it off so long was because they were waiting to see if they could still host the event. Mm-hmm. now they're like well it's been so long they were supposed to have the event like in the middle of like may i believe so yeah. obviously that didn't work out but i would have loved to have done that that was one of the main things that i was excited about getting nominated for was so i could be able yeah. to uh, go and uh dress up for the night and do the i'm very excited about doing shows in hattiesburg too because there's a lot of good venues there i feel like there's a good scene there yeah, I mean, so, there's, there's 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 enough people. My thing is, is I, 
I definitely am, have gotten along with and, you know, met and networked with a good group of guys that do music around here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially with the rap stuff, whatever. But I, uh, as far as like getting your music out, like, st- I did stop thinking about the scene. I started thinking of, or thinking about a specific scene or group. Yeah. Or whatever. I think about like, hey, everybody listens to music. So That's I'm true. going to push my stuff to anybody that I think that would possibly listen to a white dude rapping. <laughs> I understand. Uh, yeah, it's it's a scary time. I haven't been in this situation. And when was the covenant? Two thousand eight, twelve years ago. Yeah, it was definitely some time ago. So, like, I, we, started, I mean, we started the band when I was fifteen, and I'm twenty. I'm almost twenty eight. So, yeah, so twelve years ago, man, and uh, just uh, it's crazy to think how much has changed in that 12 years yeah and still to be able like on the verge of dropping new music saying like uh but and i've got the podcast going so we've got a lot going on in the world of jason gull and on top of that i got a four-year-old she's keeping me busy so uh as weird as it is being furloughed and having that break of like six weeks that i was getting paid yeah was the biggest blessing in the world because I literally got to go write music with Clint every day. Or I was I was watching Disney Plus with uh Abigail or you were looking like there's a murderer coming in. No, there was these these two uh young white boys that just uh came and sat down awkwardly at that same table. And I don't think they were expecting me to be here when they got here. (laughs) Oh, you think they're dealing drugs? (laughs) <laughs> no, I think they might have been wanting to like hit their weed pen or some shit. I wouldn't be like, "Hey, you guys do whatever you want to do." I'm not. I don't do you care. know who I am. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, "Just don't sit too close to me. Just know that I, I am not with them." <laughs> but uh, you're you're an officer. I was just trying to do a podcast. Yeah. I don't know these people. <laughs> I promise. I swear. I think he's the one with the pen. <laughs> They're like, so you would te- you would pass a test. I didn't say that. <laughs> like, look, I'm going to go, sir. <laughs> That's crazy. But, yeah, man, uh, I appreciate you uh, doing this with me. It's good to dude, know. Dude, it was so much fun. It was. A, this was a fair trial run. And, dude, I, me and you are going to get back on here again because I I think that we could have plenty of stuff to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. We still got to talk about, like, Star Wars and comic books the next time around. Not yeah. all the serious stuff. I, I'm, gonna, I'm, <laughs> attaching, I'm attaching to the beginning of this episode. I'm mm-hmm. attaching the questions. So I'm still going to ask questions. Sweet. So, I asked you, like, four questions, three yeah. questions, I think. So yeah. Well, every, uh, if you do happen to ask, feel free to always ask as many as you want. <laughs> I have people ask, but, like, sometimes when I get people to – they'll i'll have 20 people ask and then the next time it'll be like two people so the more i have the better and it also encourages people to actually listen to the podcast yeah no doubt that question uh but yeah i'm excited i I asked you a connor question i believe yes yes and i depth on the connor question and you know i i I do want to i want to talk to you about that too the connor (laughs) i mean i don't think i don't think connor's gonna end up coming back to ufc you think WWE? No, I think he's gonna go box. I think he's gonna go box, and he's not gonna come back to the UFC unless he ends up fighting Khabib, and yeah. and he doesn't fight George. Khabib doesn't fight George St. Pierre because George. I mean, Con, Kanye. 
Kanye said no. Yeah, uh, that's a different podcast. Oh, I, I would love to talk Kanye with you as well. Connor Connor like, uh, McGregor said, Connor McGregor, excuse me, Khabib says that he wants to go thirty and zero. His manager has said that. Every he said he's yeah. going to retire. Like he's done. He doesn't have any reason. He's to, at like twenty eight and zero right now. I think. Right. He yeah exactly. He has two more fights. He'll fight Justin Gaethje, and they're thinking that he's going to fight George St Pierre, which would be crazy. But I don't want to see that just for the simple fact that George St. Pierre is old. Yeah, I want to see Connor get one more crack at him. Yeah, exactly. Like, Especially because, but see, what they'll probably end up doing is they'll try to set that Connor fight up two years from now when mm-hmm. the crowds and shit are open back up. And his 31st fight will be because that means he'll get to 30 and 0. Nobody's ever done it before. If he beats GSP, he might not beat GSP. I think like, he'll beat GSP is too old, dude. Like, I mean, I know, but GSP beat Michael Bisping like four years ago, and that was pretty crazy. But that was but that was four years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, I mean, you might end up ha- having a scenario where he fights GSP and loses, and then it's all ruined. Yeah, that would suck. But see, we said the same thing about Floyd and Connor, and Floyd beat Connor. You know, well, like, let me tell you this: uh, don't sleep on Gacy. Gacy beat the hell out of Tony Ferguson. Beat the hell out of him. Yeah, that was a crazy fight. Not to mention it was uh, like a, we hadn't seen a fight in forever. <laughs> but then, I mean, you know. He hit Tony and Tony like glitched. I've never seen that, that really happen. He like, Tony started not moving correct. Yeah. Like I'll he short circuited Tony's brain. <laughs> yeah. And something I will say is Justin Gaethje is probably a notch below Connor when it, or Connor in his prom with yeah. the, with them hands, but dude, I don't. Gaethje can wrestle. Yeah, I know something. Something that I think is nuts to me though is how Ferguson didn't get knocked out or taken out before when he did. I mean, obviously he didn't. He would not. He, he did. I don't even know if he won a round. He might have won one round. I think but, he won the the second round and it was close like yeah. uh, I, I had it scored i had it scored that he lost every round but yeah. you could make an argument in the second uh yeah. like he came on hard at the end of the second round i think but by that I, third round it was over i like, think that what he should have done is he sh- they shouldn't have given justin's credit for wrestling so much credit because it seems mm-hmm. like people don't want to take him to the ground because they hear this crazy history yeah. about him being a good wrestler. I'm not saying he's not. I know that he was a wrestler, but it's like, dude, if he's going to beat your ass standing up, you might as well try to take him down. You know what I'm saying? Because Tony Ferguson's yeah. a, a, a very, very unorthodox fighter on the ground, not standing yeah. on, but like he's, he's just a weird guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he's odd in general. Uh, uh, my dream scenario would be Connor fights Gaethje, wins the title, and says to get interim champion versus champion. Both belt. I mean, you know, there can only be one, and we get Khabib versus uh, versus Connor. I think that's the best case scenario for the that, entire uh, that would be great. story to play out. That would be great, but that's not going to happen. Khabib, Khabib is going to fight Justin Gaethje at some point. I think they're fighting in. Uh, well, no, we don't know because Khabib's dad died. So Khabib's taking some time off. Yeah, but he, I mean, he has said that he wants to fight Justin Gaethje. That's he, their, but I could see Dana using that as like a, a tool. 
like to get Connor Khabib because that's what Dana wants. So and what Dana wants, generally Dana gets. So yeah, I mean that's that's true. I mean I'm just curious. I think that he's. I think that they, he has said he has said multiple times in the past week that Connor is not fighting this year. Yeah, he's saying Connor can't fight this year because all the dates are filled up. And but generally, when they say him. stuff, when they generally say stuff like that, it means that they're talking about it. Like, yeah, that's true. I that's, mean, Dana doesn't just say stuff like that willy nilly. And no. to, to be honest, I don't want Connor's next fight to be against Khabib. I, I want it to be Gaethje. I want, I, I think I that, want him to – exactly. If he could beat Gaethje, then it's like, okay, now I can get excited about the Khabib fight. Either that or Mazatov. Yeah, see, I would love to see Oh, I would love – I, I think people are giving – I think people have forgotten how good Connor was. Yeah. Because, like, Connor would just starch pool. Like, I mean, I, yeah. look what he did to Aldo. Like, you he, saw how hard it was to knock Aldo out. He put him to sleep in 13 seconds. Yeah, he, like pretty, that, he pretty much ended Aldo's career. I think he ended uh, Eddie uh, uh, Alvarez. Alvarez. Like, where, where's that guy been? He went and fought somewhere else for a little while. Did he? Yeah. Uh, well, he, I think he got traded when uh, the mouse guy got traded. Connor just absolutely embarrassed that man. Like, yeah, he could have ended that fight anytime he wanted to end it. And then on top of that, you also got Diaz floating around back I was, there. We, I was just about to say, why is it that they haven't booked that trilogy? We need the trilogy fight as well. So, I mean, the thing is, I think Khabib needs Connor more than Connor needs Khabib. Yeah, I because mean, we say that in all actuality, Khabib doesn't need Connor. Because if because listen, if we're thinking about if we're talking about money, Khabib mm -hmm. has a lot of money. That's true, and he doesn't live a very expensive lifestyle. That, that's what I was gonna say. He apparently lives his life uh, fairly uh, humble, I guess. You yeah, know? yeah. And so it's like he doesn't necessarily, and he's already no matter who he fights these next two fights, he's going to be getting some of the biggest paydays that UFC has ever seen. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. But Connor Khabib breaks all the pay-per-view records. Oh, like, hands, hands down. Yeah, that's the one that everybody wants. So, I mean, that we say that, I think you, if you went right now and you did Khabib, Connor, it would do great. But I think what they need to do is they should do the, the Diaz trilogy or they should mm -hmm. do Masvidal. Masvidal would be great. The trash talk great. alone would be great. Yes, it would be, it would be wonderful. Unless they both did that super, I'm not talking shit, you know, thing. But oh, I don't, I don't think they would do that to each other. Yeah, they would be wasting our energy. Yeah. Even, yeah. If the, even if they knew it was a gimmick, they would definitely talk shit to each other. Yeah. Because oh, they yeah. both got it. You know they both got it in them. So, nonetheless, Absolutely. Hey, I'm going to let you go, Jason. We will, okay. We will continue and talk again sometime soon. Absolutely. Nice. I'd love to do another episode. I'm glad I got you on here. Go ahead and plug your shit before I forget. Uh, okay. Jason explains it all. It's on the Spotify, Apple, iTunes, everything. Um, uh, Imaginary Podcast is supposed to be getting started back up. That's also on iTunes. Uh, me, Timothy Watkins, who's a former guest on this show. Seth Karras. I'm, I'm sure he's going to beat the shit out of me from us. <laughs> uh, and Michael Graves. Uh, that's going on. Also, in the next few weeks, uh, Sick in the Summer uh, is the name of this pop punk band that I'm playing in. 
And I think we're releasing something maybe next month, next week. I don't know. Sometime. I, oh. I, I just I just play bass in it. I didn't do what I was told. <laughs> you got to <laughs> let me know before that drops so I can help share it and shit. Oh, absolutely. It'd be great. But uh, it's good. It's good stuff. So, uh, yeah, damn busy, man. Uh, That's good. And, of course, I have a Twitter, um, Jason underscore Galt, Facebook, Jason Galt. And Instagram, Jason explains it all, and Jason G413. So I'll be sure to tag you in everything I post with it. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I'm very excited about doing this, man. We'll have to do it again. It was a lot of fun. Dude, hell yeah, Jason. I appreciate you for popping in. No problem at all, brother. I will see you later. And thank you very Bye. much. No problem. Bye, Organic guys. Poison, sickest in the south.